Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Hey, welcome to the Coco Express Show Network. We have with us today Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linder and Hank and some special guests. But before we begin, I wanted to play something in honor of Black History Month. We're going to go way back and we're going to play a song that will really make you think. It's Carmen McRae and it's called A Whole Lot of Human Feeling. Enjoy. Mama taught me early to turn the other cheek, and she made me swear to think before I speak. She said, There will be time you think you haven't got a friend, but Stand up tall, my child, and don't you dare. But it takes a whole lot of human feeling. I know from what I've seen that it takes a lot of human feeling to be a human being. They say overpopulation is an ever-present thorn. Yet we kill each other fast as we are born. Yes, we do. And sometimes I have to wonder what strange blossom we're made of. When we have to ask computers, who's a love? Don't you know it takes a lot of human feeling? I know from what I've seen that it takes a whole lot of human feeling to be a human What? 
family. Peace and blessings. I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. Welcome to Relationship Remedies. This is the place to discuss hot topics related to the health of your relationship. So bring us your questions, your concerns, your comments, but most of all, please bring an open mind. You heard our producer Aurelia at the start of the show talk a little bit about um, Black History Month and played that song. I have to tell you, she went way back to that one. I have never heard that song in my life, but I did enjoy it, and I'm so glad that she brought that in so that we had a little bit of Black History Month flavor. We're going to shift gears, though. You know, February is either Black History Month or relationships. Here on the Coco Express Show, particularly on Relationship Remedies, you get a little bit of both. So throughout the show, um, of course, I will be joined by my co-host, who is an author, a poet, and a friend of mine. He goes by the name of Hank Stewart. Hank will be joining us, and he'll add a little flavor to the conversation. And then we're going to get things going with our two special guests. And so just to kind of set the stage a little bit, I want you to think about how you go about meeting people. How do you know if you found Mr. Right or Miss Right? What do you look for? How do you know if you're compatible with someone? All kinds of questions can be answered tonight. So if you have a question or a comment, feel free to give us a call. You can call us at 347-637-2319. Again, the number to call is 347-637-2319. So first, let me introduce you to um, a a new friend. I met her through a speaking engagement. Actually, it was Hank that uh, made the introduction. We were all on the same panel together. I moderated a panel, and uh, this woman is just fabulous. She just really impressed me with her knowledge about relationships, her dedication to Christ, and her dedication to making sure that healthy men and healthy women come together in a positive way. So the owner and founder of HeadOverHeels.com Matchmaking Service is Rebecca Lynn. Rebecca Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Linda. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to um, get you started with a little bit of a, a background, and then we'll go ahead and introduce our next guest as we wait for uh, to Hank to come on in and join us. So tell us a little bit about HeadOverHeels.com. Um, Head Over Heels Matchmaking is an agency that I started last year. I had been matching people for several years, and then I, it, things started to grow, and I needed more help. So I launched the agency um, in June of last year, and we have seen incredible growth, especially in the Atlanta market. We, this is our, our backyard. This is where we're, we're office, but we match across the East Coast. And a large part of what we do is also coaching. We, um, we help people 
to heal and get over their issues from, from past relationships in order to be able to match them. All of our clients are required to go through a seven-step program that enables them to hit that reset button in order to be ready to receive new love. So the, there's really two sides to the agency, coaching and matching. Okay. So let's start out first. What is matchmaking? I want to make sure that people understand and they don't confuse what you do with some of these online dating sites yes. that are so popular nowadays. So tell us, what is matchmaking? Matchmaking, well, as a matchmaker, um, you know, matchmakers have been around forever. Even back in biblical times, there was always somebody connecting to people, arranging marriages. Um, so it's been around forever. But it's very well known, of course, in the Jewish community. That's the longest history you have in matchmaking. Matchmakers are still very predominant in the Jewish community and culture. Um, now, as far as Americans and what we do now, it is more of a fairly new um, movement within and trend, especially within black culture, which is why a lot of the time that we spend in the agency is honestly educating people about what we do. The difference between a matchmaker and online dating is that we are personally matching, hand-picked matches based on six points of compatibility. So whereas online dating is kind of like a meat market, it's just virtual pictures and looking at people and trying to decide, you know, who you're attracted to because that's mostly what people look at on, on online dating. This is more about true compatibility. It's about um, really looking at life stage and personality type and getting a feel and also just me personally having a feel for, you know, who may be a fit for someone just from actually getting to know people. So if I was interested in finding a match, what would mm -hmm. be the first thing that I would do? How would I get started with your agency? You would go to headoverheelsmatchmaking.com and there is a join now page and it's a short um, contact form where you upload one headshot, answer some just basic information, and then we follow up with you to do a deeper matching as far as getting a lot of questions answered about where you're at in life, who you are, what you're looking for, and all of that. Um, but that would come after we would follow up with you. So you just join now at the website at headoverhillsmatchmaking.com. Okay. Very good. And so you mentioned that um, you got a your major footprint is in the Atlanta area, so that's where your business got started is in Atlanta. Do you find um, that it's what, – what are some of the challenges that you find about trying to connect people in Atlanta? Well, Atlanta – Dr. Linda, how, I don't know how long you've been here. I've been here about 11, 12 years. And the hard part about Atlanta is that we've gone through – a major transition in the culture in Atlanta um, mm -hmm. as it's become more and more of an entertainment city, you know, centered around music and uh, yeah. movies. And um, it's, it's actually mimicking L.A. a lot in the dating patterns and the cultural changes. Um, so it makes it even even on top of just regular dating, it's what makes Atlanta a little bit more difficult because just like LA, there's a level of um, superficial attitude about, you know, what people are looking for and wanting. It starts to take on this whole, you know, what everybody looks like, right? What do you have? 
where are you going, what do you do. It's a lot less focused on the character, integrity, personality, and true connections. Um, so that's what is making Atlanta a little bit more difficult, and, mm-hmm. and it continues to get more difficult. You know, on top, but every city in in America is, is hard. It's not like dating is easy for any anywhere. Okay, and so you know, one of the questions that came to mind when I thought about doing the show was, why is it that, and you know, based on your experience, that you can have two people who come together. And there might be a connection, there might even be some chemistry, but it never develops into anything more than a friendship. So what is it about compatibility that has some of us, you know, put on the brakes when it gets to friendship stage and not go beyond that? And I'm not talking about the the kinds of things that, that somebody might come see me about. Like I'm not talking about things like someone who's afraid of commitment or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious about, in your experience, how is it that some of us have chemistry that goes through the roof and you make a great connection, and others there's mm-hmm. the chemistry, but it just never goes beyond the friendship? I know I encounter a lot of women who will say to me that, you know, they really connected with this brother, they thought things were going well, they enjoy each other's company, spend a lot of time together, but he's just not quite right, or, you know, I think he just views me as a good friend. Um, what, what causes that to happen, and how do you get beyond that hurdle? In my opinion, Dr. Linda, it's it's a perception of options. And men mm. and women, what I see is this feeling that there's so many fish in the sea, right? Especially when you're in a big city like Atlanta and there's millions of singles and you feel like, okay, well, he's not acting right, I'll keep it moving. Or is she the one? Is she really everything? And men are so visual that it's hard because they're, they're afraid of missing out on the next best thing. Right, mm-hmm. so there's this right. this element of options and and our social media and our apps and Instagram and all this stuff that we have is kind of flashing all these visuals and perceptions that that everything's moving very fast, and hey, you know, oh, here's another pretty girl in front of me, here's another great guy. It just seems like you see these pictures on Facebook and Instagram of all these wonderful people all the time. And online dating reinforces it as well. It just seems like, you know, at any given time you can go on one of those sites and there's half a million people online at any given time. But the truth is is that the options, when you start to really dig through that, the level of timing and where someone's at in life, do you want more kids, do I want more kids, you know, just all the different layers that go into, you know, what's required for something to click, not to mention um, true connection and true purpose on a relationship. When you start talking about soulmate type of stuff, you know, you really don't have as many options as you think you do. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I know that that's very helpful for a number of people because, like I said, folks get into that bind a lot. I know um, I, I could probably list a number of people that are frustrated right now because, they get into that mode of, you know, I'm tired of being friends. I don't need any more friends. I need to find that, that next level. But I think your comment about there being so many options out there and people kind mm-hmm. of holding out because, yeah, this is good, but there might be one that's just a little bit better, a little bit better. And before you know it, and, you know. Yeah. And there's ahead. also this a perception. There's this attitude kind of like next, next, yeah. next. One little problem, one little hiccup, and, and everyone's so quick to just be like, 
well, I'm not dealing with that. You know, I'm I'm moving. I'm next. Who's next? Because I'm not going to deal with that. So there's a lack of long suffering. You know, there it's not. There's the love isn't there where you actually allow yourself to just love because love is going to be patient, right? And love is going to hang in there and just work through some things to get to, you know, the better side. But the people nowadays are so quick to just be quick to move, you know, and especially if, like you're saying, some of the things you deal with with your clients with the issues, their divorce issues, their trust issues, they're so quick to just say, Mm-mm, I'm not going to, I'm afraid of going through what I went through before, so I'm not going to, to struggle or suffer through anything with anybody. Mm, sounds good. Sounds really good. So I want to make sure that we broaden the conversation a little bit. And, you know, our our other guest is a woman who really needs no introduction. Um, You've seen her. One of the things that if you don't remember her name, you remember that sassy attitude and you remember that that signature short blonde haircut. And so this comedian is taking – comedy to new levels and if you've been paying attention following her career in the movies etc then you will welcome a conversation with Lunell so Lunell thank you so much for joining us this evening um before you start talking about me for real oh yeah before you talk about matchmaking tell us a little bit about what are some of your uh latest projects what are some of the things that you're working on right now well I I've been seen recently on um Episodes of Raising Whitley on the OWN Network, Kim Kim Whitley's show. We're friends, and so I've made a few appearances on there. I've been doing, <coughs> of course, my uh, work on the road, doing stand-up all over the country. Um, you know, I, I uh, after New Year's Eve in Houston with Ricky Smiley, I've been on the okay. normal January cool-down, but I'm getting ready as of next weekend to get back on the road and start, ironically enough, in Atlanta. Um, there for Valentine's uh, weekend and so on. And then um, been working on some uh, voiceover for animation and um, just lots of other little little things, little irons in the fire. Very so, good. I mean, I don't I don't see how you have room for anything else. That was a full plate that you just described right there. But that's I'm one of the problems in the uh, romance department, actually. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Too busy to make time. See, so you need somebody like like uh, Rebecca Lynn to come along and help do that thing for you. So one of the questions that uh, I have not, for you. I'm not too busy to make time. That's a line that men say because you uh-huh. can make time for whatever you want to make time for. That's it's just true. will the men be patient enough to know that, you know. See, it's different for women in entertainment than it is for men in entertainment. Much, much okay. different. How so? Tell so us we'll some get more. into that later, but uh, I'm I'm here to talk about all of that because there's, you know, the working successful corporate woman, there's the entertainment woman, there's a woman with children, multiples, then there's, you know, you know, there's just so many factors now that 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 go into uh, negating whether anyone wants to be, like she said, bothered with being in a relationship with you or someone else because it is very next, next, next. I know I'm a very next, next, next person. If you got too many quirks or clicks or you're going through too much or you just, I used to have, I used to have, I used to be, uh, bye. You know what I mean? (laughs) Interesting. So, I mean, when you are, because you said you're a next kind of person, what are some of the things, I know you said, get a little more specific, what are some of the things that would make you 
say next to someone? You mentioned if you've got too many things going on, but when you're looking to find somebody that you connect with, what are some of the signs that let you know, this is the brother I might be able to work with? What, what's compatible for you? Well, I think you, for me, uh, of course, humor is a huge uh, part of my life. It's not just a job I do. It's a way of life for me. I like to laugh. I like to be, you know, people that, that help me to laugh. Uh, I don't like uh, cranky, dry men. Um, you know, you can, I, 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 I'm, I'm complicated. Like, I don't like a guy who's, like, always skinning and grinning all the time because that's kind of a goofy guy to me. I like mm-hmm. a, a sort of a stoic-faced type of man, you know, uh, you know, like Idris, uh, uh, of course, who is the prime example of everybody's dream man, he doesn't skin okay. and grin all the time. He has sort of a stoic look, but then when he does laugh, it's like the sun came out, and that's what I like about, uh, for men, for me, I like a guy who's just, you know, regular, um, sort of, um, you know, serious face guy, but when he laughs, it's like, it's like the sun came out, it's like, oh, look at that baby, look at him smiling, and um, I also like, for me, for me, uh, I'm not into corporate guys that, you know, suits and stuff every day because they tend to be, you know, sort of controlling in some sort of way all the time. And um, I need a little bit of flexibility with my man. He has to be flexible with my schedule. I like spontaneity and, you know, all that kind of stuff, surprises. And, and uh, you know, I don't want to have to go through um a lot of um uh just um heavy heavy stuff i like to keep it light and fun you know and i live in california and we go to the beach and stuff like that and you know uh although i wouldn't you know if i had a guy i guess who was in the snowbound area i might see what all this snow cuddling is all about i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) hunkering down with a guy in the snow it can be fun i i guess i don't know anything about that but you know i just i don't know i just um uh, like i said it, it's just a different it's a different animal when you're talking about women in and entertainment who travel and who are around a lot of other men too they have to be secure you know what i mean and i like you know uh hard working guys guys who work uh you know city workers and stuff like that to work hard because then they come home and take a bath and put on some clothes you got a whole nother guy but then the city worker is not free to travel with you because he has to go so it's very very complicated to have uh you know full-time dude in in my uh in 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 an entertainment woman's woman's life that's why it just pays to be a playgirl for me So, okay, so now I'm going back to you, Rebecca Lynn. Based on okay. all that information that, that she shared, where uh-huh. would you start? How would you, what process would you use to help find someone that could fit that bill that Linnell just laid out? Okay, so I'm just wrapping up writing my first book, Dr. Linda, and it's called How I Fell Head Over Heels and uh-huh. seven, seven Steps to Attracting Your Soulmate. Okay. okay. So listening her, I, I'm listening, and, and immediately what popped into my mind is chapter four of my book is what I call blessing blockers. And these are the little things that we think and say consistently that because we've, what we do, especially as women, overall, this is why it gets harder and harder as you get older because we start layering on 
all the things we, we experienced in a previous relationship, we say, well, that doesn't work for me. So I'm going to keep layering on more and more and more over the years of what I like, what I don't like, what works, what doesn't work. And so by the time we're, like, in our 40s, it's, like, next to impossible because we're wanting this guy that's perfect according to what we're thinking in our head. But the truth is, and even as is my experience of being a matchmaker, I can put the most perfect man in front of a woman, you know, as far as what she's saying she wants and needs. And she doesn't like it, but I give her something totally different, and she falls for him, hook, line, and sinker. And it's a lot of the time as women, we don't really know what we need and want until we experience it. And so the truth is is that listening to her, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, all uh, the corporate guy doesn't work for me, and I need a guy like this, and I need a guy like that. And, and the truth is is that, a corporate guy, the right corporate guy, could be perfect for her. Well, absolutely, 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 and and yeah, and let because me. you know, yeah, if he was like the bomb and confident, and he had his money together, and you know, and he had some flexibility, you know, you just never know. But but the things we say create our reality, and and if mm. you don't mind, Doctor, I give I'll give you a, a, a my personal example, okay? Okay. My daddy was a pastor. I never wanted to marry a pastor. I mm-hmm. ran from organized religion because I was raised in such of that, you know, restrictive, legalistic upbringing that I didn't want anything to do with it as an adult. And that makes sense, right? Because I don't want right. to be boxed in like that. And right. so out of my mouth, I would constantly say, I don't, I'm not marrying a pastor. I'm not dating a pastor. No way. And when I let all of it go, and I said, God, whatever you have for me, your will be done. Within three months, one of my best girlfriends introduced me to a pastor <laughs> who was the love of my life, my soulmate. Wow. And he is the coolest, finest, pastor you've ever seen in your life, not that stereotypical, judgmental, uptight, he's fun, knows how to dance, we have a great time, and the whole time, my words and my thoughts were blocking it, because what we put out is what we get back, right? God's saying, okay, no pastor, sure, no pastor. And you got got fixed up on that day, and and, I did. I agree. I agree uh, with what you said about, you know, you you can't really just block. Because like you said, if it was a corporate guy and he was a fun guy and he was flexible and could travel and do all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, you know, it wouldn't matter. And he was fine. If he was fine right now, girl. <laughs> but the problem, the, one of the problems is right now is that it's no longer up to us. We may find somebody or think somebody is great, but it's like, what do they want? Because we're getting, uh, the older women are getting outsourced by, mm. by these young um, arm candy chicks. And the men mm-hmm. are not really looking for that much substance anymore. They're just looking yes. for appearance. And then they cheat because they know that they, all they have is um, the the arm candy girl. And she, you know, she's not really consumed with love and affection anyway. She just wants to live the real housewives of Atlanta life. And so mm-hmm. everything is just gotten so superficial anyway. It's not it's not up to us. We might like the guy at the grocery store. 
But the guy right. at the grocery store got the nerve to not want you. He wants right. some. <laughs> right. Well, yes. it goes back to a lot of what we were saying about the options. There's so many options out there, and people have lowered their standards because now, you know, again, going back to what you're saying about the, the real housewives, I mean, pick a city. There's so many of them out there now. Pick a city. That's not reality. And so when people are trying to live that life, not only in terms of having the material things, but the bad behavior and the lowered standards, they make it hard for other women who are still trying to do this thing in a respectable way because if you're the kind of girl who will basically go for anything just to have a man in your life, then that man is going to leave the woman who tries to have standards and go to somebody else. So, yeah, the whole game has changed. And, you know, it reminds me, not to say that this was the, the whole theme, but it just reminds me. So how much, Lunell, from – because you were in both Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man 2, great roles, fantastic movies. How much of what was being portrayed in there would you say was mimicking real life? Mm, I would say probably 75%. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I was, think there was a lot of stuff in there. Last night for the great Dick Gregory, we finally mm -hmm. got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he had his wife by his side, who yeah. had been by his side through 10 children, the, the wow. death of one, and they have been married for 55 years. Wow. It's very unlikely that anybody getting married these days is going to stay married for 55 years. It would be That's great right. to think that. But see, the thing is, also, back then, you have situations where it wasn't cool with all this interracial dating mm -hmm. so you didn't have to compete with white women for your man mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the gay factor which is very prevalent in Atlanta wasn't yes. out so even if women knew they didn't even know maybe their husband was gay or whatever like this and then we weren't sitting around watching television looking at examples of bad behavior or the rich life or how sucky your life is you didn't even know that's so right. there's a lot to <laughs> right. you know, There's a lot to go You're into right. It. You know, I talk about um the seven factors of a healthy relationship is one of the seminars that I do and on that list one of the things, in fact the number one thing, um, is wholeness. And the whole idea of you have to have two whole people coming together in order to have a whole relationship. And so so much of who we are nowadays is we don't know ourselves, we don't know what we want, what we like, because we live in this fantasy of what uh, commercialism tells us we should be and we should have and what we should do. So many times people will find each other looking for someone to complete them, and that's a myth. If you're not complete going into the relationship, you're not going to find completion and wholeness in it. You're just going to add further to the dysfunction and the mess. And so it really is important that we throw away a lot of these false ideas of what it takes to be a man or to be a woman and really get real with ourselves. And that's, like I said at the beginning, one of the things that, I heard in Rebecca Lynn just the, the going back to Christ, which for me is the foundation. You need to know who you are in him so that you can establish a good, solid um, image and self-esteem to project to someone else. Otherwise, you're right. These, these days of 50 and 55 years of marriage are gone, and a lot of it really is because we 
we meet the representative. You know, you don't meet that brother. You meet his representative. And after you've been with his representative for a while, just like in the movie, you know, the 90-day rule, I'm not saying 90 days is it, but I am saying there should be some time period where you really concentrate on just getting to know who that person is and getting to know their character because behavior changes the character, does But the only people who know about that rule, want to enforce that rule, or will live by a rule, or try to try to live by that rule, are women. Men don't have no 90-day rule. Yeah. And, and, and again, and for me, that's so true. And, and really, I mean, if you're really going to do it from a scriptural perspective, it's going to go a whole lot longer than 90 days. It's going to work to yeah. get down the aisle. Yes, and right. then people in relationships, they ought to always think about doing what we used to do and going to talk to a pastor before you jump up and marry yes. somebody. Go yes. and have some counseling. All black people are damaged goods. We all need yes. some counseling for real. Yeah. And, and I think I um, think a really, really great point too, you guys, is that nowadays everyone wants the quality of this deep connection like soulmates. But the truth is is that no one's willing to do the work on themselves to be in the condition to attract that. They're exactly. just wanting, they don't want to put any work into it. When I let clients know the seven-week process they have to go through before I will even put them on one date, they are like, what? Like, yeah. wait, wait a minute. They think this is just some kind of expensive dating service. And, it's and you like, know, I no. want to talk a little bit about screening because I'm sure not just anyone can show up and you guarantee to find them someone. And I'm sure that, as you said, there's some work that needs to be done. And you don't want to just put crazy with crazier. You want to try to find out sure. who's going to be compatible, et cetera. So what type of reading process do you do? I get all types. Listen, people are hurting, you guys. People are hurting, hurting, hurting. And oh. it's no wonder that the dating game is crazy because people are a mess. Yep. And they're wanting – they're using – other people as human band-aids. They're yep. just saying, I'm hurt, I'm, I'm, I'm wounded, I'm hurting, hug me, hold me, kiss me, tell me I'm beautiful, just to make me feel a little bit better. And then as soon as the newness of that wears off, they're, they're back to bleeding, and everything's going to hell in a handbasket, right? Because it was just a band-aid of, of comfort, a semblance of love and intimacy. And so what I get nowadays is this. So many people come in, they just want to go on dates. They just want masses. There's a level of impatience that people have, and that level of impatience is what leads people to not even do the work on themselves. They don't slow down enough to even pay attention to their self and their own well-being. And like Dr. Linda said, you've got to be whole. Two whole beings coming together who are living on purpose and in destiny, they come together, that's soulmate. Because your soulmate is, is, is meant to further your purpose. They come together and complement you in order to help you get where you're supposed to be going. They don't distract you. They don't hinder it. But first, you've got to know who you are and where you're going. We can't even have a compliment come, right? So what I deal with a lot is just helping people to understand they've got to go through these seven and purpose. And being on a purpose path is one of the steps of those seven steps, Dr. Wiley, in, in, our, in the agency, is that you've mm-hmm. got to at least start asking and pursuing, knowing why are you on this earth? Who are you? Where are you going? 
just because just starting to ask those questions gets you on a purpose path. And when you do that, you are that much closer to your soulmate. So what are some of the others? You said there are seven and one of them is purpose. What are some others? The first is detox. You've got to eliminate Ooh, like that. Stop. Detox. You've got to stop having sex. You've got to clean your house. You've got to eliminate all the X's that you're dealing with. You've got to you got to hit the reset button. Take a time out. I ask every client to stop dating for the first 30 days. No sex for the first 30 days. It's just a time out. Um, the second step is healing and forgiveness. You do you call everybody you hurt and tell them you're sorry. Oh well, and you just lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be a candidate. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Which one threw you off? You don't have to answer, but you need to think about which one threw you off, the detox or the healing and forgiveness, because there's a whole lot of stuff she said in step number one, too. No, let's go back right. to the sex thing. I mean, no, okay. that's what I'm talking about. That's detox. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's you got to detox. But let me tell you how I feel about that, okay? I feel like um, I'm a woman of a certain age. There's a lot of women of a certain age out here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, between the schedule and this and that, that, you may not have a lot of sex in the first place as much as you did <laughs> before. So okay. when the opportunity for sex comes along, you know, it's like going, it's like, it, you know, the excitement you get when you're going to eat some gumbo at the end of the year, it's like, oh, my God, fantastic. I, you know, I can't wait. <laughs> and I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, I do comedy, and I look at everything in a comedic way, and I always say, now, listen, you meet this guy, and you've been going out for a couple of weeks, and you're trying to hold out. Now one of y'all get in a terrible car accident, you're paralyzed from the waist down, and you're laying there in the hospital saying, I should have had sex with that man, but well, I had the chance. Mm. Okay, but look, look at it this way. You don't know what you're missing. I mean, you know, you never had it, so you can't be like, oh, damn. I, I don't know about never had it. I passed that about a thousand sexcapades ago, but I'm just saying no, I'm that. I'm talking about that, that particular person. That's what I'm talking uh, about. You don't know how good that yeah, particular person Yeah, it could be awful. It could have been yeah, awful. Yeah, exactly. You can't miss what you never had, so you'd have to say, oh, well. <laughs> but, oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So we we got detox, we've got healing and forgiveness. Where are we going next, Rebecca Lynn? Self love. Teaching people what is what is self love, how to do it daily, what it means. Um then you've got chapter four is surrender, which is the uh blessing blockers. Actually surrendering your will and letting go of all the the one hundred point list, especially that women have. He's gotta be this, he's gotta be that. It's letting go of that. Now, you know, I'm going to stop you there for a minute because, again, when I talk about the seven factors of a healthy relationship, um, one of the seven is compatibility. And even Mm -hmm. though I do recommend that people do something that I call a compatibility shopping list, I don't want them to become so structured that it ends up being like what you said. I don't... I don't want you to say, oh, well, he's got to be six feet tall. This brother's only 5'10". Exactly. You don't want to get hung up on that kind of stuff, or you don't want to nope. say, well, he's got to have a certain kind of car or a certain kind of job. You so don't want to do that. But, but I you hear do, it all. 
Uh, yeah, but but you do want to at least have some general idea. You want to think through yes. what would be the things that bring you pleasure and the things that bring you pain. So you need to know and and not be ashamed of it, but just come to grips with who you are. Be authentic. Mm-hmm. If you really feel like I've got to have an educated brother, then you need to know that, and that's on your compatibility yeah. shopping list because if that's what it takes to make you happy, Someone who isn't is yeah. not going to make you happy. Just like, you know, when Lunell talked about, you know, you got the corporate women, the entertaining women, the women with children, you know, from a man's mm-hmm. perspective, he would have to know which of those categories is the one that works best for me. And it doesn't mean that you close yourself off to it. But part of the reason that I think people get hurt so much is because we're open to try whatever comes along. No, you need to know what works for you and shut everything else out. So, yeah, yeah, I just don't want people to get confused and think yeah, that when start talking about. It is a thin about. line. It is a thin yeah. line because people yeah. get so caught up in these details that, you know, they could have a great guy staring them right in the face. They're like, well, he's not this. He couldn't possibly be the one, you know. Right. And what I, help, what, I, what I encourage clients to do is we do a strengths and weaknesses analysis of mm-hmm. themselves. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? So if you have certain things that you're not as strong in, your true complement is going to be stronger in some of those areas where you're not as strong because together That's that true. makes you a stronger team. If well, and if you you're not if you're not strong in an area, it's not like you're likely once you get to be a certain age, if it's not a strength, it's not a strength. It's not like it's, it's going to materialize. So exactly. you need to just do what you do and find somebody else who complements, right. like you said. And be That's real right. about it. You know, there are That's numbers right. who are out there talking about the brother got to have a certain kind of car. Meanwhile, she's riding a martyr bus. I mean, come on now. If, exactly. if he's driving a nice car, do you really think he's going oh, to want listen. to connect with you when you're not on his level? So you gotta I have it. heard it all. I had a gal that came to me. Listen, she was working, I think, a makeup counter in Macy's or something, one of these, you know, model slash actress slash whatever. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, she's not even making $30,000 a year. And she fixed her mouth to tell me that her match needs to make a minimum of $500,000 a year. Wow. And I, and, wow. and I sat there and I said, oh, I, and, and, and just out of curiosity, you know, where did you get this number from? Like, how do you even come up with this number? You know what I'm saying? Because this man is making more in a month than you're making in a year. Right, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> and I was it, listen. I hear it all out here. It's amazing to think. I had one woman ask if there was a way for me to be able to to gauge and screen for um, uh, member size. For what? Say that again. Uh, I'm trying not to say the word, Doctor. How big a thing is? Member size. How big is it? Could I screen? Okay. okay. That's what I heard. Because she didn't want to win any dates. I heard her correctly. I was like, OMG. Okay, now remember, we're, we're on the internet. You can say whatever you want to say. but uh, Right. Penis wow. size is what she asked if, she, if we could screen her matches. And I said, you know what? We got to take you through the seven steps again. You, you, you are listening. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And people, can I, can people, I, that's the thing. That's crazy. I want to ask a question. Okay. Ask a question. Okay. It seems to me also. Now, you have shows like 
the talk, the view, the real, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, I've watched a lot of, you know, Ayala and Oprah and all this stuff and Dr. Phil, and I have actually picked up a lot of good things from them, I believe. Mm-hmm. You have these other shows. If I women sitting around talking, you have shows like this. Yeah. I think that all these information pointers are only being listened to and picked up on by women. Men aren't sitting around listening to the talk of right. you, real, no. because they don't want to hear one woman talk, so they certainly don't want to sit around and hear five women you got talk. That right. Exactly. Say a relationship that show, right. they'll turn it off. Because the women want to know how can I, you know, get myself a good man, but the men, they're, they're not even interested in listening to it. It's just like when you have shows like, you know, Front Page and all this, and they're talking about solutions in the community. Well, the guys that are selling the dope and the guys that are packing the guns, they're not sitting watching those programs. So right. everything is just being, is just preaching to the choir all the time. We're just talking mm-hmm. to people who already are hearing it and the people who need to hear it and need to sit down and listen to it unless you can get your boyfriend or your man to sit down with a glass of wine and listen to a program like this you know right. which is very rare then we're just going back and forth over and over and over again about what women need to do now, a lot we- of my clients are men though girls a lot of my clients are men um, well, I, I would dare to say there may be a lot of men clients, but they're probably less than half of your men, your clients. So. But at one point, ninety percent of my clients were men, and there's been a shift in the agency. We began to take more female clients, um, but men come to a matchmaker because they want a wife. That's yeah. men who are, and their number one complaint, and you wouldn't believe this, all over the country, what I hear from the men is they say there's so much quantity, but there's not the quality that mm-hmm. they're looking for. And so they're, they're saying, listen, okay, I thought because I was out, when I was playing, I felt like there was this never-ending, you know, buffet of women. And then when I got serious and I wanted to settle down and have some children, all of a sudden they're really, really struggling. And they're feeling like, where are the good women at? They feel yeah. the exact same well, I'm gonna, way. I'm going to... I'm going to jump in right now. I'm going to jump in right now. I've been listening to Magnus. Who decided to join us? Come on, No, no, I've been listening the whole time. I've been listening the whole time, taking notes, and I'm going to, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is that (laughs) this has been incredible. It's an awesome discussion. And, and, you know, Rebecca Lynn, I'm going to pick up on what you were just getting ready to say about the man saying there's no quality. I often ask the question (laughs) to my female friends, how many girlfriends do you have? I usually hear that they have anywhere between three to five girlfriends that they call good friends, okay? Yep. I would then, my next question is, out of the three to five girlfriends that you have, that you that these are your good friends, if you were a man, which, how many of your three to, three to five girlfriends would you date? One. You know the answer that I get? One, at the mo- one possibly mm-hmm. two. And let me tell you why I say that. And they say that because you all are transparent with you, with your girlfriends. You all mm-hmm. are, you know, what you do at with y'all, the house, she cl- keeps house. You know, she might clean up or have somebody to clean up when she got a man. It's not really who she is, but when she's with a girlfriend, she shows you who she really is, her cleanliness. It might be, you know, and so when you start looking at, the things, uh, Rebecca, just like you said, the woman who wants 
a man who makes a half a million dollars, but she makes $30, or she can't manage her money, or she, she's taking a trip that she can't afford to be on just to say she's there. She's buying red bottoms and really need to be buying some sneakers. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing when you ask that question, how many women who know their girlfriends and really know them well and been doing them for years, how many say that they will really date any of their girlfriends? And so I always say, then my, my next statement to, to them is, if you will only date one or possibly two of your five girlfriends, then what you have to remember, that's what we got. And then are we compatible with the two that you would date? Right. So the quantity the quantity is not, is, is, I mean, it's not as many as, you know, you might think. You know, it's not. And I agree. I'm not going to disagree with Hank, ladies. I'm not because I'm in the business of people and the women that come through the agency and and listening to them and when they let the representative slip away and stop saying all the right things and really, really express how they really feel. I mean, it it's it's a veneer, you know. And this is what I try to explain to even the good girls is that. The the chicken heads sound just like good girls now. They say all the right things to these men. They act the right way. They have the right look. And so a man doesn't know the difference, and now he can't even trust his judgment because one acts just like the other. They say all the right things. Now, I don't and, disagree and with you guys, but I, I do go back to the point that was made earlier, though, with respect to at what point does the man start really caring about that? And it's just a question because I think initially, given that there is so much quantity out there, that I don't think many men are even paying attention to what she's saying in the first place. It's all about oh, yes, how many yes, can, how yes, many we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're listening. I don't know. When they get we serious, listen. Dr. Linda, they live right. in when they, not, when listen. they get that's right. That's my point. When they get serious. And so my no, point no, is no, we no, we listen in a different way. We listen in a different way. And let me just say this: women, men lie. Women lie in different ways. See, you all might lie. We might lie about where we were last night. Okay, that's that's a lie. Uh, we weren't. We weren't. We were not at the the ball game. We were at the strip club. Okay, that's a lie. I agree with that. You all lie differently. You all lie about who you are, the look. You know, I mean, the makeup. The you know the booty pads the, the trick off you all to some of you all first <laughs> yeah. of all. Well, some of you all well, you, okay you're right some okay. of you all you I'm sorry you I would not I would I, yeah I'm sorry I would not paint everybody with the same your, your little your little, ang- your little anger is coming out in, in you right now oh uh, <laughs> no uh, <laughs> I, I'm good I'm good I'm good but you my, said, my, my you point said, is she's he right been, he been lied to a time or two yeah no, I'm hearing no, his, no. all his old ex girlfriend problems look, look, right look, now look, look 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 you all listen you all lie in a different way so which what you know so who who we think we have. We don't necessarily have, you know. Right, and, and so, that's what again, I I don't disagree with that, but what I am saying in addition to that is what I believe is early on until he gets to a point where he's ready for a service like Rebecca Lynn provides because he's ready. To, until that time, yeah, I know she's lying and she don't look like that, but that's not what I'm interested in, so let me just get what I need to get from her and then go to next, which is what we were talking and, about earlier. And, 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 and I'll playing on the uh, and our friend on the, she said there's some there's sometimes she needs she backed up too. Then you just say that now you just there's sometimes she's backed up so she needs what she needs. 
So, I mean, well, oh, it's, yeah. it's on both sides. So it's, on, it's, on both, it's, like, right, it's on both sides. So, you know, it, it, women are usually upset when men do it and then and when they do it. I mean, there, there's, there, there are a population of women. And thank you, but you know I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush. But there's there's a population of women who need what they need, when they need it, and how they need it. And you know, there and, is a population of women like that. However, I do believe that with women, more of the women that put themselves in that position are not so much trying to get what they need in terms of physically or sexually, it's a self-esteem thing. It's a I don't feel loved, I don't feel vindicated, I didn't have my daddy, whatever the thing was, there's a void that they're trying to fill, and somehow yeah. they believe that they can fill that void with sex. And then they come up feeling empty and depressed after the sex because it didn't and, do what they expected it to do. They're, so, they're, they're also lying. Yeah. You know, they're lying. They're saying, oh, I don't know. I don't have emotions. I'm, I can do this just like a man. I can have sex just like a man. But the exactly. But but even for a man to have sex like a man, don't you say, is ridiculous. Our brothers are so damaged and so hurt and so unemotional and so shut off and so iceberg. Not all of them. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm hearing your past four friends. Hold up now. No, 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 no. I'm hearing your past No, no, I, I said not, not all, but most. And, and I, don't take, I know. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't close myself off. I don't date just brothers. I don't date tall ones or short ones. Or uh, I, I, I date anybody. I'm, you know what I always tell guys? I like who likes me. I like who likes me. Like, I don't go out here chasing these. But if anybody has the balls to step to me and say, hey, would you like to go out to dinner sometime? If you don't smell like cigarettes, if you're not a raging alcoholic or some kind of weird vibe that I get from you, we can probably go. Because I like to date. I leave myself open. There's a lot of women with that criteria stuff that you were talking about. I don't have all of that. Plus, I date all over the country because I go everywhere. And I like Men, first, like, can we just like the other sex? Can we like each other? There's can a lot of like men that's out here. I want to ask like a lot of them. Can you? I want to ask a lot of them. Can you like yourself first? Like you first. Then well, there are a lot of people don't even know what that means. Like. So you know, exactly, you got to a whole twelve-step program. That that's <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you a question, Lunell. You said you like to date. So do you date and just? Do you date because you enjoy the dating, like the sport of dating, or are you dating with some end game in mind? I think subconsciously we always have an end game in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. We always do. But everybody I, I like, wants love. I like everybody wants love. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very well equipped to buy all my own dinners and all my own drinks. So. Yeah. I I date because I like the company. I like the sport of talking to men. I like the banter back and forth. I want to see where your mind's at. Can you can you take a a uh, you know a woman who has an opinion and who you know can carry on a conversation? A lot of people don't know. You know I'm educated. I have a degree in English. I can you know sit down and write a letter to the president, or I can hang out at the speakeasy. You know it's mm-hmm. either one. And and I don't have any problem. I, I, I'm from Arkansas. I don't have any problem. I don't see 
You know, people have gotten so twisted. If somebody says ma'am to you, it's like you think they called you a bitch. That's a form of respect. Nobody even knows what respect is anymore. I don't mind yeah. being in the traditional world. I won't take care of nothing on the outside of the house. You stay out of my kitchen. I'll do what I need to do. You know, I don't want to tune up the car. You go do that. I don't want to wash the car. You go do that. Let me fry this chicken because I'm good at that. You know, I'm just that, that sort of chick. So as far as... You know, taking care of a dude and taking care of myself and raising children, I'm excellent at that shit. Now, what I am also is moody, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, maybe party too much sometimes or don't want to. I will do anything as long as I don't feel like I have to do it. Like yeah. if I want to come yeah, I'm home. I'm also very self-aware, which is a good thing. But it you know, so but you know hold up, hold up, but you know, I'm going to tell you the, the challenge of a man. We got to try to figure out which one of y'all. We got to try to figure out if you are you an independent, are you are you self. We, we don't even know. We well, don't know. I'm not going to have to hold figure it out. Up. Hell, ask me. Hold Just up. ask me. You hold, hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, y'all, 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 hold up. Y'all, y'all, hold up. See, 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 listen to this. Listen to this. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> listen to the anger on the. There was more than one of you. There were three guys. I know. <laughs> Listen to the anger on this phone. Chill out. I, know, now, I, what, I, what, I guess what, what I'm saying is for us, some of you all, well, it, it, it depends on which day of the week. You have some women who want to be independent until, you know, and, until it's something else, something, uh, uh, I guess something else comes up, and then you want to be submissive. I mean, we, you know, we don't know who we're dealing with in a lot of cases. We don't know if we're dealing with the independent chick or the or the, the, the woman who who wants to be submissive. I mean, because okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna bring us back because we're almost okay. we're almost out of time, and I okay. want to get her last two two or three points. But um, okay. again, you, y'all you just need to to ask. I mean, you need to ask. There there are some of y'all don't know what y'all are. But some of y'all don't know. Yeah, some of y'all don't know. <laughs> yes, you don't know. But, but again, well, I think you grandfather. I think your grandfather would probably say that you'll never figure it out. Number one. Exactly right. right. Exactly and which right. Which is why you shouldn't try mm-hmm. to figure it out. Which is why you need to have the dialogue and ask. You not. That's what the game is all about. It's all a. It's all a game. And what it's happened the to the phone in college? You didn't get none. What happened? What to now? The phone? I guess not. What happened to the phone in college? You didn't get any. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't come, the producer hasn't come to the tell us, so apparently not. We're just all into this good conversation. But, okay, so let me take you back. We got detox, healing, and forgiveness, self-love, surrender, um, your blessing blockers. What else, Rebecca Lane? Positioning, that comes after purpose path, and then dating and identifying your soulmate. Okay, so wait, listening, and then what? Positioning, positioning. Oh, positioning, okay. Uh-huh, and then... The seventh step is dating and identifying your soulmate. Dating and finding your soulmate. Uh, sounds like college homework to me. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work now. It's a lot of work. It's a lot you of know work. what I was going to say? It shouldn't I, be a lot of work. Just me too. My female clients, I tell them all the time to date older. That's what date I well. older. Uh, it, that's that's women point. don't like to hear how that. How much older is older? A minimum of seven to ten years. Wow. I tell I tell the boys I date that. Date older. Yes. I think you like younger men. I think Lunell likes younger men. You I think? think he does. You heard of Lunell says she likes whoever likes her. So if the young like woman likes her, she's liking. I That's mean as I like. get as as I get more 
seasons in life, the, the thought of dating somebody 10 years beyond where I am, it's like, oh, hell no. He ain't, I don't even know if he'd be interested in what I would like and can keep up and all other kind of stuff. Exactly. Like, Shit. <laughs> it works, so girls. It works. All right. It took so a little longer to catch are, up. Yeah, I know, right? We are coming up to uh, the end of the show. The time has just gone so fast. Aurelia hasn't said anything about callers, so I'm assuming that people got so wrapped up in what we're talking about that they did not want to interrupt with a question or anything. And we certainly were all over the place. I don't think we gave out the phone number either. Hello? (laughs) Yeah, at the start I did, and then once we got into conversation, I did not again. You're right. I got caught up in it. I will throw it out one more time in case there's somebody at the last minute, but the number is 347 So I gave it out at the top of the hour. I apologize. We got into the conversation, and I forgot about giving it out because we didn't take any breaks today. We didn't break some music. We just kept going strong today. So we're talking about um, matchmaking and the matchmaking uh, process, what it is, some of the things that they do at Head Over Heels Matchmaking Service. I've already told you you can reach out to Rebecca Lynn at headoverheels.com. She shared with you no, some of the process. that's Head Over Heels Matchmaking. Head Over Heels Matchmaking. I'm sorry, Head Over Heels Matchmaking.com. Thank you. And so mm-hmm. uh, before we go, I'm going to ask uh, Rebecca Lynn if there's one last thought you'd leave them with, and then I'll go to you, Linnell, and then, Hank, we're going to let you take us home. Yes, my final thought is seek God first, love yourself, and love will come. Your soulmate will come. He's going to be attracted to you because of the path you're on. And the same thing, vice versa, for men as well. Seek God, seek self, and your love is going to come. All right. Thank you. Linnell? Well, I just think that sometimes us women need to not talk so much and listen to these brothers because they need to say stuff too. You know, when you talk a lot around men, their ears start to bleed, and then their mm-hmm. mind, then their mind goes wandering off, and then then you don't lost them. So I think that you know we can talk, but we need to learn how to listen. I know my grandmothers and aunties would sit there while their husband be recounting the story, and they be telling the story all wrong, and they don't sit and try to correct them in front of everybody and all that. You just get in the kitchen, she say, and ain't he. He don't even know what he's talking about. Dana, you know, I just don't think we need to. As much as I talk in my world, I just think we just got to not over uh, talk to these men to death, especially on the first date. Hell. You know, I just released my first book, and uh, the title of it is Tame Your Tongue and Transform Your Relationship. So we definitely on point with that one. And when you talk, you need to be mindful of what it is that you say. So yeah. tame your tongue and transform your relationship. Hank, before I close, what comments would you leave us with? I, I just I, I really appreciate the spirit of conversation. I think that it needs to be longer. It needs to be more. Yeah. I think uh, we would definitely want to, you know, uh, thank our guests for coming on because I know they added something to it, and we we're stronger, smarter, and better because of it. So I just want to I just want to uh, really just thank both of them for their insight. I learned something. I sat back and listened. And I know our producer was yelling for me to get in, but I was learning. So I, you know, there's times where you just sit, sit back and you want to listen. So thank you. Yes, and I'd like to thank you guys as well. Thank you, Hank, for always being here and hanging in there with me. I love what we do. It's my desire to strengthen families, and I do it by prescribing remedies to your relationship challenges. So all of you who are listening, I thank you for letting us speak into your life. Good night.
That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.